Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. So the thing you really want is to not be worrying about money. You don't want to be stressed out about it. You don't want to be doubtful about whether or not it's going to work out. So if that's the goal, can you decide that this month when your brain goes there, that you are going to decide to move your brain to some other place? to not dwell on that, to not think about it, to not continue to like feed that wolf of worrying about money because in your dream life, you wouldn't be doing that. And what you'll find is if you can begin to train your mind to work that way, is that the time that you would normally be spending worrying about not having those $2,000 is time that you will be spending either taking action that will help you get that or just enjoying your life, which is really the ultimate goal. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. Last week, we heard from Christy Plantinga, the founder of Therapy SEO. One of the things Christy really exemplifies is going for what she wants, even if she feels scared or isn't quite sure if it'll work out. Christy is doing something that all successful CEOs learn how to do, and that's called timeline jumping. Today, I'm going to walk you through how you can use this technique in your business to reach your goals faster and create the kind of therapy business that actually lights you up. Let's get into it. I believe that part of our mission in this lifetime is to transform, to confront our fears, and to become more integrated versions of ourselves. I mean, as a therapist, that's generally what I believe life is about. That's my sort of theory of change and my way of understanding what makes us healthy, happy humans is to become more integrated parts of ourselves. And that means learning how to bring into the fold the parts of our identities that we may have disowned. It's usually the case that what you deeply desire is equal parts exciting and terrifying for exactly the same reason. 
So what you deeply desire usually means there's going to be some sort of identity shift and maybe even an ego death of some kind. It's definitely going to mean learning and experimenting, and learning is both exciting and fun, and it's really risky. So feeling ambivalent about making the change you really want to make is a given. Waiting to feel like you're ready or resolved isn't a good plan because it's just very likely that you're going to be waiting for a really long time. If you keep on waiting for your ambivalence to resolve, you may even wait your entire life. And that's why this just isn't a great standard for us to be deciding whether or not to make a move. And you've heard me talk about this in past episodes, this tendency that I've had to look for a sense of feeling ready. And usually what that means is feeling like I have some sort of guarantee that nothing bad will happen, that I'll get it right, which is essentially meaning I'm supposed to already have mastered something before I've even done it. And that just can't happen when we're trying something new. And like I said, what we want is typically something that is right on that razor's edge of really, really exciting and really, really scary. When we're feeling that way about something, we know that we've probably landed at something that would be called um, a BHAG or a big, hairy, audacious goal. So if you're hearing me say, essentially, don't listen to your fear, then you might be a little wary of that. You might be thinking, okay, well, that sounds really great, but what if my fear is actually giving me valuable information? What if it is actually telling me to stay away from something that could be really bad? Uh, what if I actually make this move and it turns out to be a huge mistake? Well, I want to share a little story with you about something that I experienced. So I was once talking to an advisor who told me that I tended to be pretty critical in my romantic relationships. I was really good at identifying problems very quickly, um, just kind of being laser focused on that. And he said, like, this makes you really great at your job as a therapist because you're, it's very easy for you to see like things that might be wrong. But in your romantic relationships, this is like really, really getting in the way. And so I heard that and I said, okay, okay, well, what if I am willing to change, but what if there is something happening that isn't okay and I need to say something about it and then I don't and it gets even worse? Like, what if that happens? How can I keep myself safe? How can I protect myself? How can I be in a good relationship um, if I can't like let this part of me like say what's wrong? And this advisor said that this critical part that you have and your actual protector part are two different parts. They're not the same part. And that was a totally novel concept to me. I was thinking that this critical part of me was protecting me and keeping me safe. And the feedback I got was like, actually, no, this critical part of you in this context is actually really hurting you. It's harming you. It's making it hard for you to actually get what you want. And if you can take your foot off the pedal of that, it doesn't mean you'll lose the ability to protect yourself because your protector part will still be intact. This isn't doing anything to get rid of your protector part. It's just taking the foot off the gas pedal 
of this really, really critical part that is essentially overactive in this certain context of your life. And so even though that's a completely different scenario than what we're talking about here, I think the same concept applies. I think oftentimes when I'm talking to people about taking risks in this area, they're thinking, okay, but what if I do really, really get it wrong? And I think it's important for us to understand that your sense of like fear and the ability to protect yourself from like imminent real bodily danger, I'm not telling you to get rid of that. I'm not telling you to pretend that doesn't exist or that uh, by learning how to like go for your really big scary goals that you would somehow find yourself in a situation in which you like needed to protect yourself in that moment and you suddenly wouldn't be able to. Like that's not what we're talking about here. Those are two essentially different mechanisms The fears that are keeping you from really going for your goals are the things that are wanting to like protect your ego and protect your sense of the identity that you've established over time. That fear is trying to keep the disowned parts of you. (laughs) It's trying to continue to keep those disowned parts of you out of the picture. Like they have been out of the picture the whole time. And your big scary goals would usually require those parts of you that have been kept at the fringes to come to the fore and be a bigger part of the conversation and be a bigger part of your identity. So these are different sort of mechanisms. One is kind of like your ego trying to maintain the status quo. And the other is like literally a protector who's there to keep you safe in moments where that is going to be very important. So I want to reassure you that learning how to go for your goals will not mean that your natural fear response that is incredibly useful in crisis situations is going to go away. Like we are doing nothing to get rid of that. So I hope you're feeling reassured. Even so, walking this path isn't going to be problem-free or stress-free. There are going to be challenges. There, Like I said, there are going to be things that you're having to learn, things that you aren't going to know right off the bat that you're going to have to experiment with and maybe get wrong. And so to help with those moments and to just help you through this journey, I wanted to share a few different statements that I've used that have been super helpful to me. So here we go. You might want to write these down or I don't know, jot down (laughs) the timestamp that you're listening to right now so you can come back to it over and over again. Uh, But here they are. Absolutely nothing is wasted. I can trust myself always. If it's for me, I can't possibly fuck it up. I am allowed to learn and make mistakes. It's even fun to learn and challenge myself. All right, so tuck those in your back pocket, write it on a piece of paper and stick it on your mirror, whatever, like tattoo it to your arm. Maybe not, or do, I don't know. That could be cute. But keep those with you because in the moments when you're second guessing yourself and you're thinking, oh, this is so hard. What was I thinking? Why did I decide to actually do this? This is what you can remind yourself of. Okay. So we're going to continue. I want, we'll come back to that a little bit later. So the next thing that you need to do for timeline jumping is to make a list of everything you want, Um, everything you want to have, everything you want to change, what you want to achieve. And remember, write down those big, hairy, audacious goals. So they're called BHAGs. Again, those, those things that are sitting on the border between 
excitement and terrifying. I'm thinking about electricity. It's like the buzzy electricity, but it also feels like it's a jolt of lightning and you're like, oh, this could destroy me. But like that edge is kind of where you're the most alive. That that moment where you're so excited about what's happening, but you're also kind of scared, like write those things down. Those are your hacks. Those are the things that are kind of like your most visionary self. And here are some questions, again, to get you started if you're like not really sure or if you're feeling kind of blocked. And I've chosen a few of these really based on our makeup as therapists and where we tend to have blocks. So here are some questions for you to like start to identify what you really, really want. What would I want if I knew no one would get mad at me? What would I want if I knew that it would absolutely work out? What would I want if I knew it would actually be better for everyone else involved? And what would I want if I didn't care at all how others felt about it? Now, you can see that the questions that I've chosen here are ones that really kind of get at the fact that oftentimes we're so concerned with other people. We're so concerned about how this is going to impact other people, what they're going to think, if they're going to approve of our choices, we're also tending to worry about getting it wrong. We sometimes want to play it a little safe. Um, we don't want to rock the boat. So these questions are intended to kind of work around those blocks if they're existing for you. And I would encourage you to write your own versions of questions. If you're noticing that there's maybe a quiet voice inside that's like wanting to say something but isn't quite getting out, see if you can craft a question that will really kind of get at those blocks and find a little way around them so that that voice can be heard. Okay. So remember that we're talking here, not just about like goal setting or how to get to what you want. We're actually talking about timeline jumping, kind of lassoing the future and pulling it in closer, having the experience happen faster than it usually would. So the next step is to ask yourself how you would feel, what you would think, and how you'd be behaving if you had those things. So if the big scary goal is to go on vacation for three weeks when you haven't gone on vacation for, you know, three years, then it's like, what would you be thinking? How would you be feeling? What would you be doing if that was something that you knew just got to be true? And you can start to see like even more behaviors or changes can come online. You can start to notice that you feel a little bit differently than you did before. Or if your goal is like, I would love to just have like $2,000 more a month in revenue, that would be amazing. Then if you're asking yourself how you would feel and what you would be thinking and how you'd be behaving, maybe you're imagining, man, if I just had $2,000 more a month, I would feel so secure with money. Like I wouldn't be worrying at all. That would make such a huge difference. And oh man, I think if I knew I just had $2,000 more this month, I would like spend some time just like playing games with my kids. I've been so stressed out lately and it's been hard for me to enjoy my time with them. I think I would just like spend the evening hanging out with them, doing a puzzle, whatever. And so that is basically ultimately what you want. That's the interesting thing about doing this timeline jumping exercise. You're going to identify the kind of first layer of goals, but what we really, really want is that sense of peace or that sense of excitement or the sense that we have the freedom to actually spend our time the way we want to spend it. 
And oftentimes, to an extent, we can have a lot of those things right now. Like those things that we want to believe, those things that we want to feel, aren't actually dependent on hitting that goal. If you want to feel more secure with money, part of what you can do right now is decide if like, you know, let's say you have $2,000 more, that's the goal. And you're imagining like, well, I just, I literally wouldn't worry about it this month. I would just feel secure. Okay. So the thing you really want is to not be worrying about money. You don't want to be stressed out about it. You don't want to be doubtful about whether or not it's going to work out. So that's the goal. Can you decide that this month when your brain goes there, that you are going to decide to move your brain to some other place to not dwell on that, to not think about it, to not continue to like feed that wolf of worrying about money because in your dream life, you wouldn't be doing that. And what you'll find is if you can begin to train your mind to work that way, is that the time that you would normally be spending worrying about not having those $2,000 is time that you will be spending either taking action that will help you get that or just enjoying your life, which is really the ultimate goal. That is actually what you want more than anything else. Or let's say that the goal is to get another client. So let's just say you're like at your office and you have been wanting to get another client and you're going to go get yourself a cup of coffee. Now, Imagine going to get that cup of coffee, having just gotten a new client, like just having gotten off a call with somebody and booked them. How would you walk across the street? How would you interact with the person you were buying coffee from? Uh, Would you splurge a little bit and get like the extra special coffee drink you want instead of like the regular one? Would you be a little bit more friendly to people? Would you be a little bit more generous? Would you take your time walking across the street rather than like rushing and feeling distracted and worried, right? That experience of literally becoming the person you want to be before you hit your goals is what timeline jumping is all about. It's not postponing the enjoyment of our lives until we hit this goal. It's about learning how to enjoy our lives every single step of the way. And this is not easy. Like, I'm not saying this lightly as if like, yeah, just like start thinking differently, start behaving differently. Like, don't care that you haven't reached your goal yet. Just be happy. I understand fully that this is a pretty big ask of you. And I think the payoff is really worth it, which is why I'm spending the time talking about it and trying to encourage you to do it. Because what I've seen over and over again is that when we start acting as if that, I mean, that's basically what this is too. This is like an exercise in acting as if you already have the things you want to have, you are already doing the things you want to be doing. And when you act as if you're sort of Well, you are pulling your goals closer. You're actually pulling the most meaningful aspects of what you want closer to the here and now. And that makes hitting those goals that much easier because there's less resistance. It's like you're already becoming the person who knows how to have those goals, who knows how to get those clients, who knows how to create that online program you've been wanting to create forever, who knows how to have a balanced life and take time off for vacation. You're already learning how to be that person right now. This all takes an incredible amount of humility and 
willingness to maybe look a little silly, get it wrong. Like we're, we are doing a little bit of make-believe, but I mean, in a way we're always kind of doing make-believe. When you're feeling stressed out and worried and doubtful about yourself, is that really truly you? Is that somehow more innate and real to who you are than feeling hopeful and deciding that you can do it? I don't think so. I don't think that worrying and stress and doubt is somehow more truly you than someone who is brave and confident and hopeful and maybe even dreamy. I think that gets to be you. Why not? I mean, we're kind of making ourselves up every moment. Uh, Dan Siegel, who is a, a researcher and meditation practitioner and I believe psychiatrist, talks about selfing as like it's a verb to self is to essentially create yourself in every moment. And this is, uh, I guess, a blend of like a psychological concept and like a Buddhist concept, which is that there is no essential I, there's no essential self. So when we're when we're creating our sense of self in the moment, when we're kind of coming up with an identity and expressing that, it really is an action. It's in a way a choice, whether it's conscious or unconscious. We're creating who we are in that moment, saying, yes, I am an I. And so if you're going to do that anyway, like why not write a better story? Why not have more fun with it? Why not say, yeah, fuck it. I don't have that full caseload yet, but I'm going to walk around like I do. I'm going to love myself like I do. I'm going to interact with that person at the coffee shop. Like I have what I want to have, whatever the thing may be, I'm going to be that person right now. That at the very least is going to create a better day for you. And I honestly think that's worth it. Like why the hell not? (laughs) Why would we unnecessarily create a harder time for ourselves? At the very least, it's going to make a better day for you. And at the very best, it's going to help motivate you and make it easier for you to actually get the all the other things that you want. So why not give it a try? <laughs> why not try selfing in a way that is more uplifting and more forward leading? And to be clear, I'm not talking about pretending like you don't experience pain, that things aren't hard, that your feelings aren't sometimes hurt or that you're not disappointed. I recently did an episode on disappointment so you can check that out as well. I think it's one or two episodes back. I'm not saying not to not to feel those things or pretend as if they're not happening. You get to make space for that. You do get to throw a fit. You do get to cry or feel disappointed. All of those things, there's totally room for them. I often encourage my clients to like spend time expressing their emotions, getting them out, letting them move through your body, metabolize them. And then when it's possible to begin to reorient yourself towards a place of hope. This is something that can get a little confusing for folks whenever we're talking about mindset type work or the sort of fake it till you make it, or I don't know, timeline, any stuff like this, this kind of like shadow side can come in where it's like, if I think 
a negative thought, then I'm like creating it and that's bad and I can't. And then it just ends up in this like weird spiral. That's not what I mean. You you are allowed to feel bad. There's room for that. If you have a negative experience internally, it doesn't mean that you've somehow like created that you're like to blame for all of the hard things in your life. Like let's not take it there because that's like very dangerous. But it's important to know how to come back and reorient towards, okay, and what now? So I trust you to use your own skills to move yourself through that. As a therapist, you work with people um, on how to move through challenges and refocus on what they want. So I already know you know how to do both. So once again, that timeline jumping part isn't really about hitting your goal. Like, yes, we want that for you. That's obviously a really fun part, but even more than that, it's about getting to feel and behave and think the way that you want to before you even reach your goal is identifying what that would really be like internally. What would it be like to be you when you hit that goal? And then you start to embody who that person is right now. You're not postponing arrival until you kind of prove to yourself that you get to be that person. You decide you get to be that person immediately. I use this example a lot (laughs) with my one-on-one clients, and I think I've talked about it on Instagram too. Um, But Lizzo played at this venue in San Francisco years and years and years ago. I mean, actually, it wasn't that long ago. Um, And she was performing with like another artist that I really like. And I just didn't go because I was like tired or something. And then like within, I don't know, this was like pretty close to when she got really popular. It was like not long after before she blew up. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I totally was just like, I'm tired. I'm not going to go see Lizzo. I mean, literally, I would have been standing a few feet away from her. It would have been pretty freaking cool. And I didn't go. And one of the things that I think is really commendable about performers is that I think the best performers perform like they would perform when they're on a sold out like show, when they're on a sold out tour, when they're in an arena. Like the performers who know how to perform like that on a tiny stage at bottom of the hill in San Francisco, and they know how to bring it in the same way that they would bring it to like a crowd of thousands of people in a massive stadium. Those are the people who are I think the truly great performers. And I can only imagine based on who Lizzo is that she brought it that night. And the amount of like humility that it takes to like show up for a smaller crowd and give it your all is incredible. And I think that's kind of what we need to do for ourselves and our own businesses. Like Don't wait till you've essentially proven it to yourself that you deserve to get to feel these things or be this person. Like, be like Lizzo, do it up, show up like you already have the practice you want, show up like you already have the money you want, spend your life embodying that, and you will get there a lot faster and you'll enjoy yourself a lot more along the way. Finally, Another important thing about this is to take the pressure off yourself to have this happen in a certain time. So yes, we do want to collapse the timeline. We do want this to happen sooner rather than later, but please, for the love of God, do not weaponize timing against yourself. 
be down for it, whether it takes a year or five. And again, if you can enjoy yourself all the way through, then honestly, it doesn't quite matter when it happens because you'll be having a ball the whole time you're doing it. I want to leave you with this quote that I absolutely love and has been incredibly encouraging to me throughout the years. It's from a piece of art made by Susan O'Malley. And it is, it will be more beautiful than you could ever imagine. So know that even if you don't hit your goal exactly, that you cannot possibly imagine how good it can get. And that is what is in store for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode has inspired you to stop waiting for a sign, unless, of course, you're going to decide that this episode is a sign, in which case, totally go for it. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and a five-star rating if you found this helpful, and come say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at the bad therapist. That's at the underscore bad underscore therapist. I'll see you there. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.